Dad pod. Why this is a video thing as well. Have a name. Podcast. Or midlife crisis. Howdy daddy. Mm. Midlife crisis. <laughs> Dadcast. That's not bad, actually. And you're very welcome along to this week's edition of Dadcast. There's the camera. I should look at that. Uh, and all the dads are here. Nathan is here. Good morning. Dave is here. That's uh, bringing, bringing all the energy, Nathan, that we would uh, you know, <laughs> usually associate with you. Obviously, you've been broken down by the parenting you're having to do. Dave is here. Morning, lads. Adrian's here. I'm enjoying Dave's stethoscope. Yeah, I'm also. I love the way the, the best part about Zoom is you can see who is distracted and who's actually having to do a little bit of uh, mid-show parenting because there's a, a mute button and Nathan is currently engaged in something very important there. Obviously, <laughs> that's either no, that my, or a wine my, delivery. My, um, my wife just came in the door to the sitting room and she had a look of what I thought was um, extreme panic and I, I was like, what could have just happened in the 30 seconds we've been on air. And uh, a real despondent look, she said, I can't get the TV to turn on. Ooh. <laughs> that is a crisis. This is after, uh, after last week, she sent me a message of our oven door in uh, pieces. And I was like, where, where, had you, where had you gone to that um, she I was didn't at, send you a message? I, was I, work, I find like that the, there's work. no need the one day, The four oh, hours yeah. a day, a week, I leave the house uh, to go to work. Yeah, so not having an oven uh, during this crisis, not a good thing. Do you believe those four hours a week are a precious oasis of soothing balm or your trip to Fallujah? Which of these two is the side <laughs> of the scales that you I, I don't know. It's weird. I like I rarely I have a good routine of I go to the shop on Monday morning and do like a mammoth. Don't need to go to the shop for the rest of the week shop. And I go into work on a Thursday evening. And both times I feel like I'm going to Fallujah. I feel like. I feel literally. I feel. I'm like. I need to have a shower. Like I could have picked up a hundred different things here. Like I just feel. Sick. You're pretty bad, anyway, aren't you? Oh, I am. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, it's not a good time to be a hypochondriac. I can assure you. <laughs> you were like this. You're. You're what we are now. Before all this started. Uh, no, I wasn't. I'd kind of calmed down on it. But once you have kids, you, you're the yeah. hypochondria sort of dissipates quite a bit, where you worry more about them becoming ill than. Caring about you now, becoming ill. Having said that, I will say that in the the last few days that we were all last together around the office, you were the one that I was looking at regularly, going, "Ah, oh, that's he's got a really smart way of doing that. I must do that, like opening doors and like feeling your way around the building in a way that you didn't have to necessarily interact or touch many things." Well, it's funny when I don't know if you saw the WHO guy this week saying how you know we're all going to have to go back to work probably and live with this side by side with this and we need to have strict regulations on who goes into the office in terms of if somebody has any sort of a cough you might check everybody's temperature on their way into the office like anybody who has the size of sniffle doesn't come in like the amount of trust we're going to have to have in other people if that is the case like can you imagine what it'll be like if somebody accidentally coughs something gets caught in their throat yeah. Or hay fever sufferers from May, June, and July. How are they going to cope? They're going to be the most mistrusted guys in the country. I guess you just get a diagnosis of hay fever and, and it's like... And put whatever. it on your chest. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Like a badge. Well, there is definitely like a gold star here where everybody is like, oh, those people are safe and those people aren't. Like there, you, you would definitely, if you were a science fiction author who was aware of history, you would be a little bit concerned about 
how are we going to signify those people who have antibodies and those people who don't? Like we had um, Luke O'Neill on uh, during the week talking about how would sport come back, and he was like, well, you know, you could have the under thirties, for example, play, or you could have anybody who's who's um, had been tested for antibodies, and if they have it, then they're allowed to play. So you can begin to get stuff back normal. And I'm like, yeah, okay, the the world where the under thirties are in charge. Okay, that's. Um, that will be quite Lord of the Flies eventually, very mm. quickly. And uh, and what what are the repercussions of that? You know, it's like we're all we're all completely useless, um, just corralled in our homes for another six months. I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> no, I'm not mad about that either. But like, there is this uh, increasing feeling for me that the only way out of this is to uh, either. And Luke O'Neill was actually tweeting some stuff last night. I don't know if people saw it, but it was like. By the end of it, I was like, ah, fucking, this is great. Sure, we'll all be back to normal in about two weeks' time. The vaccine is here. Don't take that literally. Um, but it does seem like actually getting the thing is the best possible thing at some point when the emergency services are not under the pressure they're under is one of the only, one of the few ways out of this. Well, just on that, obviously, there's a lot of um, Chinese people who they've tested who had it but didn't have the antibodies afterwards. So... Um, it's a bit of a lottery, it seems, if you get it and you have the antibodies. So Wasn't it like you, you 90, wanna... 90 people in South Korea was the thing that I read about? And I don't know as a percentage, because that might still be next to nothing. As in, you might actually be immune to it afterwards still, even regardless of that. I don't know. I'm, I ain't no scientist. Yeah, this is true. But we should make some wild guesses anyways. Exactly. That's yeah. uh, um, uh, the, the, so David Brady obviously was on talking about ringing people who needed it and um, I think Alan Quinlan was on with you a couple of weeks back saying this is the end of all that influencer bullshit. I really hope that this is actually a, a profound moment of change for all of us in our lives. Um, I'm just not sure that we're ready as uh, as individuals or dads to grow to the point where you're like taking the full opportunity that you have but it is noticeable and people keep commenting on this that you're definitely seeing more parents spending time with kids kicking balls or going for cycles or going for walks and you know in 10 years time we're all going to look back on this and go geez I really that was a real turning point in our relationship with our kids or I wish I'd done a bit more during that opportunity we had when the kids were trapped with us to um, convince them about the merits of our family are you yeah. not doing that? Are you not taking every opportunity, whether it's optional or not? Like, I have no option. Every single day, we have to go and find a two-hour window that we can kill by running the legs off and playing football. They're mad into wrestling at the moment out on the, in the park. And uh, it's great fun, but it's not like... I, yeah, I definitely want to be there doing it. But if I didn't want to do it, I don't see what the alternative is. Literally, the only alternative is for them to watch TV all day. When when this is over, what will you do? Will you will you find a two hour window to go and do the wrestling? Um, I probably would have been doing that anyway. Obviously, there won't be as much time if I'm actually got, I've got some work to do. But yeah, I would like to think that when it's over, for as long as they're willing to do that, because there will come a time where they just couldn't be bothered spending time with me. But yeah, as long as they're willing to do it, I'd like to think that when this is over, those that, that two hour window, don't know will it happen every day. Like people will still have jobs, but you do wherever possible. And you hope that they have enjoyed it so much in this period of time that they'll still want to go out and do it. I wonder is the key to find a time in the day now that will be replicated no matter what happens afterwards. So like if you're, yeah. if it's a window after dinner for an hour, that every day after, after dinner, everybody goes and does something together collectively. 
and that that's golden time irrespective of when the world goes back to normal and how busy everybody gets you're like no actually i'm just going to make sure that this time is hived off like yeah. I, I guess i i wonder if everybody is going to be as consumed with doing the stuff that we used to be consumed with that now you realize that really wasn't that important was it yeah and like you probably you probably realize that at the time but there's not very much you can do about it i there's definitely something in it right like i think that the everybody would accept that the balance prior to all this stuff in terms of family and work was way out of kilter but it's very difficult to do much about it and you're just in the cycle of well sure this is what we do and we'll just keep doing what we do it's probably gone too far the other way now um and so there's probably a balance somewhere like it is it definitely is like for me it definitely is i would i would i what i find difficult is that the time that you get with your kids so like i've said before i've said my wife are both working full-time and trying to balance them uh entertaining the kids with activities, uh, exercise, obviously, and then trying to keep the TV to as much of a minimum as we can, which we're not doing too badly at. Um, but it's probably, there's probably just a, it's a fraction too much because it puts a bit of stress on trying to find the balance between I still have a bit of work to do or um, like I need to get lunch or like there's a myriad of different things. Um, so I, for me, I think that the balance was way out of kilter. It's sort of gone too far the other way. And ideally, at some point out the other end, there's just a bit more of a happy medium. Yeah, like it is the what is out the other end. Like, is there going to be, it feels like it's going to be a sort of soft return and that we might be able to get that balance along the way. But also, if the economy has been shut for three, four months, I expect there's going to be a lot of pressure on an awful lot of people who sort of probably management might be looking at going, you've been at home for the last four months. We're going to absolutely tear the arse out of you now. For the next year and try and get as much money back as we possibly can so i like i don't know if there is going to be that but like you would love if there was and you could work from home a couple of days a week and maybe people will be able to work but the kids will be at school so maybe it is a bit I, i'm just not fully convinced about what that there will be this radical change when we all return to work in two years I, it's so it's go on, go on. No, I was just going to say, like, it's, it's the, the, also the reality is, like, the situation for me is far different than it is from each of the three as mm. it is different from each other. So, like, what, what like, for me, so the young fella goes to Montessori and then the, uh, I'm 18-month-old, whatever she is now, um, like, stays at home. So it's a very different dynamic from, like, they would go back to school, in your case, and then maybe there's an opportunity to spend an hour or more an extra hour with them or an extra couple of hours in an afternoon or an evening with them. Like, it's just, it's also, it's also different. I, like, for, for vast swathes of parents, it'll just go back to exactly the way it was before. Yeah, the one thing I've definitely thought of is that we need to do less with the kids when all this goes back because it was just chaos before all this started. Like, football on a Monday, hockey on a Tuesday, swimming and uh, scouts on a Wednesday. Something like literally seven days a week, hockey how, at nine o'clock. How do you roll that back, Nathan? I just think it cut out a couple of things. Actually, the kids, it turns out, are perfectly fine not having something to do every single day of the week. As you say, they can just go outside and play with themselves. <laughs> when did you know that lockdown had just become a bit too much for everyone? <laughs> One thing I've noticed, and it's um, maybe a throwback to a previous generation, but I'm the full-time dad at the moment, and my wife is up in the attic working. I'm actually sitting in her 
office at the moment and at six o'clock she comes down the stairs and I'm not literally because they are three and five years old but I'm almost literally picking the two lads up and just <laughs> and just handing them to her now they'll have had their dinner at that stage and if a bath is required that will have been done and the kitchen will have been tidied and the clothes will have been done and everything but she's knackered because she's been worked to the bone at the moment and she comes down and I'm just going right see you later I'm off out for a run or I'm going to watch some sport or I'm going to do some reading and that must have been what it would have been like maybe in generations past where your mother's looking after you all day and your dad comes home from work and I don't know, did she check out then? But that's definitely what I'm trying to do. Just check out at least for half an hour and just say, do you know what? I'm physically and mentally exhausted here. Is your wife giving you that half an hour? It depends. <laughs> it depends what I've got done during the day. If I've, if I've got a bit of work done or I've got a, some exercise done during the day, well, then it, doesn't, it isn't as necessary for me to bail out. But um, Last night, I left the house at about half six and went out for a run. And what an unbelievably beautiful evening it was. And it was an hour of absolute bliss. And I think that is so important for your headspace. But she didn't get that yesterday because she worked all day. When she came downstairs, I was gone then for an hour. And then bedtime starts and all that process. Mm. Uh, it's, it's chaos for the person who's working full time in the house, which is certainly Jer and Adrian, you as well, Nathan, the three of you. What is that like? Can I just ask, was your wife in any way resentful of the fact that you handed over the kids after her slaving all day to keep the show on the road? And, 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 and like, legitimately, was there a sense of, what, what the fuck do you think I've been doing upstairs all day? Uh, not at the moment where I said, look, I need to do X, Y, and Z. But I think by the time I got back, and it might have been half seven, for example, she was at that stage she's thinking a drink like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> eight cans out the backyard great run I had a great run it was brilliant <laughs> that was some uh, high quality cider I've just been drinking in the bushes um, at that stage yeah she's probably going look I've since 9am and it's now 7.30pm there hasn't been a hasn't been a stop there hasn't been a break to this but what is what's the alternative like for example I if I don't get some sort of physical exercise done every day, I think I will go and say. So it has to be done at some stage. And it's hard to do it when you're trying to look after the two lads. Like, is there any way you can do it at lunchtime where she comes down for lunch and sits there and you've made the lunch for the three of you, for the four of you, and you go and leg it. And by the time lunch is over, she can go back up. Yeah, well, she is actually a lot of days using her lunchtime as her chance to get her workout done okay um, fair enough, fair enough, i've fair been enough. i've been eating and drinking since this started like it's christmas week and <laughs> i have had at least one beer now for i won't I've, i actually don't want to publicly say how many consecutive nights 21 days <laughs> and i have i've managed to get some exercise done on each of those days as well so it, there has to be some way to cancel this stuff out yeah say you guys um, are, are eating better and drinking less than i am oh no i'm definitely I, drinking I have a sense that more, most, like, no, I don't know, I don't know how to quantify it, but a lot of employers in the experience of the people that I've been speaking to are understanding of the fact that um, you can, flexible hours for a start. So it's, it, it's not going to be for everybody. It isn't possible for everybody. But like that, if you have to do your seven or eight hours a day, whatever it is that you'll get them done, some of that might be from 11 p.m. to midnight which gives people a bit of flexibility. If you want to spend an hour with the kids during the day, or if you need to spend an hour with the kids or two during the day, or if you need to get out for a 30 minute, 45 minute uh, run, 
that uh, that's a thing that I think is definitely going to exist on the other side of this, that um, a bit more flexibility from employers in terms of people's ability to uh, to work in strictly business hours. It also is, even the staying at home part, a sort of unreal situation in terms of, like, we're stuck inside our houses. So if, yeah. like, if you were a full-time stay-at-home dad, you would have a routine whereby you'd be getting out every day for probably half the day. You would be, whether it's going to play centers or to the park, meeting up to with the people, beach. you would have it. You'd, yeah. you'd get yourself into, which you can't do. And also, like, like the biggest stress is like the constant, constant, constant demand for food. From the oh, moment the they wake up till the moment they go to bed. Oh, it's, can I have a snack? Can, you just had your breakfast. Oh, but can I have a yeah, snack? I'm hungry yeah, yeah. again. Oh, can I you, wait till lunch? No, I'm hungry now. Like, it's like, oh my God. And then, oh, I don't like that. Oh, gee. Whereas, like, generally, again, you can eat out a little bit more. All the things that sort of can ease a little bit of the pressure just aren't there. So like being, yeah. I don't think it's quite the equivalent for most people of what being a stay-at-home mom or dad what it will be like. used to this would have been or what it will be like. I've tried to outlaw the phrase, I'm bored, because it's it just very few phrases that my children can utter get my back up more than that. You may have just spent an hour or two playing with them. You might have spent a, a bit of time trying to put something together that they can then play with. You've sat and watched something. You've sat and read with them. You've been playing football with them. And 10 minutes later, I'm bored. I'm just like, there's a room full of toys in there. There are some children in this world that have absolutely no toys. You've got a back garden out there. There are children that are living in apartments with two or three siblings and have nowhere to go. Get out and don't utter that phrase again. <laughs> all of which I'm the, sure means absolutely your kids are looking at you going what's an apartment what's yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this is the Tom Danver why, why would I ever care about anybody else <laughs> yeah why should I why should I care is my one actually um, the, the other thing that has been very noticeable is um, just how how much sound carries and how the realisation the penny dropped on in our house certainly in the last 48 hours that we are in fact the neighbour from hell because <laughs> uh you know we have windows open to air the house out and uh we've been doing a bit of painting and you can hear everything you can literally hear everything to the point where um recently somebody asked us uh, oh who's learning twinkle twinkle because the kids are um playing uh, a keyboard and i was like oh if you can hear that, you can hear all the shouting, <laughs> all the shouting. <laughs> and that's like, not just the parental shouting, but the kids shouting, the kids shouting at each other, the kids just randomly shouting, the kids making dog noises and howling like uh, wolves in the back garden for the hours kids. and hours and hours. <laughs> the, the, the meltdowns, the tantrums, everything is audible. And I, I notice how quiet it is out the back garden, that, that we seem to be the only ones who have this kind of current scenario. And I'd like to take this opportunity to formally apologize to the entire neighborhood if, uh, if any of you are watching. So, Well, you can understand now where your mother was coming from. Every Irish mother was constantly putting her finger to her lips during the summer when the windows were open. The neighbors will hear. Do you have to be so loud? And you're trying to ask her something like, well, what time does this start? And she's going, shh, shh, don't be shouting. Now I understand where she was coming from. Because there's been days recently where I have cringed where the two lads are roaring at each other, using expletives that they really shouldn't be using at their age. And I'm just thinking, what must the neighbours think of us? They must think we are some sort of subhuman species that have absolutely no control over our children. Our two lads have uh, 
discovered that it's funny to pull your pants down. <laughs> well, it is. <laughs> I mean, that is a timeless gag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Their own or each other's? Uh, both. Both. Whatever. <laughs> Bouncing around on the trampoline, flapping in the air. <laughs> Well, next door neighbors, of, next door neighbors cocooning in their garden. The amount of oh times, the amount. Now I've never done it because, like, it's inappropriate. The amount of times, naked trampolining. Where I can sit, only after hours. The we know that's not true, Dave. The amount of times I've considered jocking my own kids, thinking <laughs> like, <laughs> because it was so funny when we were kids. But I know that as soon as I do it, they'll both look at it see me laughing, think this is actually hilarious and it's admissible. And they will then start jocking each other and other people in public. So I have never done it, but I, I, if I'm in the garden and it happens that one of them jocks the other, I will be bent over double with the laughter. It's an important life skill, Dave, you know? <laughs> I was at a football match once. We were, it was an adult game. I, I, we were playing and one of our guys was taking a throw in and one of their subs jocked him while he had his hands in the air to take the throw in. And needless to say, it was absolutely hilarious. Did the sub get sent off? No, the referee thought it was hilarious as well. Oh God, and how is everybody putting the actual hours in? What are you, what are you doing, Dave, for your two hours a day where you're getting the, running the legs off? Uh, well, we're going, there's kind of three parks within 2K, so we try and vary it. We'll scoot, we'll scoot or cycle down to <clears throat> one of them. And um, so that might take, depending on which one we go to, it might take 15 minutes, 20 minutes to get there because the three-year-old obviously isn't as quick as the other fella. And then once we get there, we'll spend an hour <clears throat> playing football, randomly chasing things and each other, a uh, bit of wrestling and a um, couple of races, then the 15, 20 minutes back and you've killed the two hours and they've expended a good deal of energy. We've got the paddling pool out over the last two or three days as well, which is a godsend. Weather has been a blessing. But the problem was the other night when I took it down, it's like a, uh, a 1980s All-Ireland football championship winner. It had not wintered well. As I was pumping it up, I started to hear punctures coming from five different parts oh, no. of the paddling pool. So I've been out there with masking tape and sellotape and all sorts trying to keep it inflated. So when they're in it, it's fine if I go out there and maybe spend 20 seconds pumping it up every 10 minutes or so. But uh, they absolutely love that. And that's as, that's as good as a pool on holidays where they're absolutely exhausted by the yeah. end. And, we've uh, been pretending we've, we've been in France. We had the paddling pool out as well. And we're calling yeah. it France. We're calling the backyard in France, which everybody seems to be uh, getting aboard of. Again, I think the neighbours who are also cocooning are, uh, have an ear over the fence going, what are these fucking idiots? What are they <laughs> We, we, got the, uh, we got the we got the paddling pool out last Saturday and uh, filled it up and slowly but surely the water was emerging from underneath. And I was like, God damn it, there's a hole in it. And it was only then when uh, we put it down an hour later, I realized we hadn't closed the uh, valve on it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it was literally pouring out. Is there anything else to do as regards to those two hours? I think that they have to, you have to get out of the house. Exercise, like, it has to be exercise, doesn't it? Like, yeah. I, I, Nathan, when I was talking about the constant eating, it's never ending in our house. Mm. Absolutely never ending. Can I have a treat? Can I have this? I don't want that. It's nonstop. And like, uh, my mother-in-law was onto us the other day, and she was like, "Oh yeah, can um, he's eating well, is he?" Like, he's <laughs> definitely sort of 
enjoying the benefits of being sat around. So, um, wow. <laughs> yeah. I like, look. I thought she was just I, questioning whether you were, you know, cooking properly. Culinary yeah. skills to cook properly, not that he'd been having far too much. We've been, we've like the, because you don't eat a single morsel outside of your front door, like the uh, preparation and dedication to the shop and the planning and the cooking is never ending, like nonstop. But it's all good, wholesome, homely food, etc. Um, mm-hmm. But definitely trying to get them out and like run, walk, cycle the arses off them is hugely important and like difficult as well, given that, uh, yeah, there's only so far you can go or so much you can do. There ain't no more funky monkeys, is the difficulty. <laughs> yeah, for no. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. For a while. Maybe ever. Yeah. It's, it's, well, the kids are all going to be grand. So it's just about whether or not you have somebody who the kids can go infect with. when they get home, having been infected themselves. Mm. Um, yeah, or go with. Um, I guess if you have had it and have the antibodies, then you can go to Funky Monkeys all you want. Because like, you're not at a risk and you're not at risk of picking up and transmitting. Can you be asymptomatic and a potential carrier if you've already had I don't know well, I guess there'll be different categories on your on your stamp um, the food thing though like uh, when when you've basically had nothing to do all day except think about what's going up for uh, dinner and um, it's you make dinner and then they won't eat it it's like it's a, a point of high tension well, we, where we never you realise that we never once discussed what we were having for dinner any morning ever in the 20 years we've been together prior to this lockdown. And the first couple of mornings, and we were awake maybe 10 minutes, and I looked at her and I said, so, what are we going to do for dinner tonight? And in that moment, we realised we'd become our parents. Absolutely. And it is a daily conversation now. So, what are we going to make for them? What are we going to make for us? Are we going to eat with them? Are we going to get them down and then eat ourselves later? We never used to discuss this. It was never, never a conversation that needed to be had prior to 3 p.m. any day. Yeah. You see, maybe there's an interesting point in that, in that, like, the sitting down together as, for a family meal has always been seen as a hugely important thing. But that was before you spent every minute of every day with oh, your family. Gone now. <laughs> because gone. we had, I think for probably the first time since this started, I must have been working one of the evenings and dinner wasn't ready. So we were like, we'll just give the kids their food now and we'll have dinner in an hour when I'm done. And there was no trouble at all. It was like, they just sat there. We had a perfectly relaxing dinner compared to the previous night where I had absolutely lost it. Had you put them to bed? Did you have like a little romantic think, date night? No, no. Right. See the kids. The, the, we've it's, it's worked out. Quite, certainly not. There's a lot of wine. There's a lot of wine. That's all I can think about is that I can't listen to Nathan anymore without thinking about the forty seven. Oh, the wine is still there. The wine isn't. Have, the wine isn't all gone yet. Halfway through it. Halfway through uh, it. Oh yeah, we're definitely halfway through it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Are you mad? Uh, Bottle banks are open, aren't they? What did you they are open yeah. over Nathan yeah. on that occasion? Oh, just um. Not eating their dinner it was like a, I don't know, a lamb tagine, and you're like, so going if you just eat the two bits of the lamb, and like it was couscous with it, which they both love, but decided they yeah. didn't love it with this, and they weren't going to eat it. I was like, get that, because I think there was still Easter eggs left at that stage, so there was they had some Easter egg earlier on, and then you go through the long list of things that you've done for them that day. And then the one thing you I want you to do, <laughs> get up to your. And, but the, like, what do you do with them? I'm like, get up to your room, and they're all like, all right, I've loads of good stuff up in the room. I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, there is no. I did that. Parent. 
I did that with uh, with Khan the other week, the exact same scenario. Like, had, hadn't uh, is is now beginning, and this might be to do with the amount of food he's eating. He's getting prone to a little bit of a nap of an afternoon, but I had no nap, and it was about must have been about half five, six o'clock, and he was refusing to eat the dinner. And I was like, listen, any more of this now? I do this thing where I go, I give you three seconds, and I know after that three seconds, he's either going to play a ball or he's totally lost the plot. Um, I would give you three seconds to sit down and start eating that dinner, or else you're going up to your bed. Uh, wailing, so I picked him up, put him up to bed, put him in, locked the gate, went down. And uh, normally the sort of wailing, I'd say to him, right, when you stop crying and you're ready to come down, you come out and give me a shout and I'll come up and pick you up or whatever. And uh, not that long went past and everything went quiet. And I thought, oh, this is great now. He's this is good. This is good. He's we're all we're back in the family. This is great. I'll go up and get him now in a minute. He'll be out. He'll be out to call for me. And you know the way, like when it stops raining, you don't really notice it stops raining. I didn't really notice very much for about 20 minutes and then realised the fucker had fallen asleep upstairs <laughs> at like six o'clock in the evening. Oh, no. And, oh, like you're into a whole shit show then. He hasn't eaten dinner. He's going to sleep for a short period of time, wake up more grumpy afterwards. Won't be able to get him asleep at eight o'clock. Did you risk it? What did you do? Uh, he, he'd been asleep. I let him for about 20 minutes at that point. So I went up and got him up. But like all you're dealing with at that point is like a time, a, a bomb that's already exploded. So you're sitting at the table, trying to force him to dinner. He's like wailing and roaring. There's no reasoning with him. You get some peace of quiet when you lash on Paw Patrol. And no temptation to actually just let him sleep and see what happens as an experiment. So if he was to go to bed hungry one night, you wouldn't feel so guilty. He would sleep the whole way through to nine o'clock the next morning. It's an excellent excellent point. I might try that again. The main thing was the protection of particularly my own sleep was central to all my motivations. Oh, yeah. And the consideration that he's going to wake up now at three o'clock and want his shepherd's pie or his lamb tagine or whatever, um, at which point I can't be dealing with that. So, um, but I, Sleep hasn't... Fair point. Sleep hasn't been great. There's definitely been a lot of um, people awake and up and, uh, and weird dreams uh, throughout the house. So I'm hopeful at some point that we're going to turn the corner, but we haven't just yet. It's definitely like a, a lot more people getting out of bed and wandering around and kind of, uh, what's going on here? What about the kids, eh? <laughs> we've, uh, we've had the complete opposite. Like, people have never slept as well. Right. Like, there's the baby sleeps till nearly eight o'clock every morning. Uh, right. The lads wake up at, well, if she, she has a, like, she has a very strict routine in the morning where she comes into bed, I go down and get her bottle. Uh, sorry, she comes into bed, she whacks me and goes, bottle, I go get the bottle. Uh, she throws her suit across the room, drinks her bottle, throws the bottle across the room, gets four Mr. Men books read, insists that everybody in the room, which is generally just myself and my wife, uh, sings Row, 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 Your Boat twice. Generally. Then she, then she goes up, gets up, wanders into the lads' room, shouts at them to try and wake them up. If they don't, she comes back in and goes downstairs. So if she doesn't wake them up, they'll stay and sleep till nine. But they're not going to bed till Oof. nine. And God knows what time to go to sleep. I so hang on. They, uh, sorry, what on. time do they go to sleep? I don't know. Well, she sorry, she goes to sleep. She's asleep at eight. So she's sleeping eight to eight. They go to bed between half eight and nine now. And oh, I'd say 10 o'clock maybe. Right. That's very late. Isn't it? I mean, I, whatever, but for them, but for ye, in terms of like any. Oh well, they're gone. But they're gone to bed at point like, about the romantic date nights. Or but, well, they're, yeah, but they're they're gone upstairs by half eight nine. So. so you can yeah, switch downstairs. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> smoochy, smoochy. 
Can I can I uh, can I give thanks to a um? Uh, what are, what are our listeners called? Are they friends of the pod? Oh, please don't bring that up in this environment, Nathan. Come off it. So uh, you may you may remember that I had a real fear of my uh, summer holiday this year that it was basically going to be a live uh, <laughs> role play type dad cast where careful uh, <laughs> where me and my family and uh, a substantial amount of our listeners are all in the same hotel at the exact same time watching me parent and uh, realize that this is all a lie. Uh, so obviously, quite a few people had booked into the same hotel and. The hotel is still open. The bastards. Technically, it's well, still open. Really? Yes. So, so you're, you're, getting, you're not getting a refund? So you're not getting a refund. But uh, fair play to Alan Ennis, who got in touch and said, oh, I heard you say it a couple of weeks ago that you couldn't get a refund. And gave me a few little hints and tips to get a refund. Oh, well, All right. Mm. Oh, yes. pretend that you've got the, the virus. Shh. <laughs> okay, right. No. He, he went with another route, but that, that's one you could go with as well. Well, you definitely need to be passing it on once we take, we can take this offline because... Uh, but do we need to take it offline or is this not like the only time we've ever actually performed a public service or is it like a secret that only few people well, can do? I think we could jeopardize Nathan's hard cash here if we get too deep into this conversation. Yeah, wait till, wait till the cash here. is back in my account and then next week yeah, I'll give okay. you a full rundown. Because ours is coming up pretty soon. We have um, Ryanair flights to France and we have a campsite booked. As well, and uh, you know, and, and you have flights to Istanbul, of course. Well, I see separately during the I do have flights to Istanbul. Yeah, they're going to reschedule it for the end of August, so make sure you keep that window free. Obviously, reschedule what? The Champions, the Champions League. League. Champions League final. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, in the same place. Seems that way, yeah. No, right, that'd be cool. <clears throat> I won't clash with my uh, family holiday, and it won't clash with like <laughs> uh, an important school week for my kids that I would have been missing. And uh, now I won't miss it. It's great. It, I mean, ultimately, this has all worked out pretty well. Tommy Hayes has been touched on Twitter to say, after five weeks at home, I will never again complain about teachers being overpaid. They do God's work. <clears throat> I don't know how they do it. The, the start of this, everybody's like, ah, send the teachers out to the front line and make them do extra stuff. And then two weeks later, it was like, oh my God, those teachers, they're amazing. <laughs> I can't believe it. It was a quick turnaround. Yeah. Uh, I think every school seems to be slightly different, but like again, it's like it's not a normal scenario. Like for, clearly, people have underestimated what teachers have done, which is oh well, anybody should be able to do this. So anybody should be able to sit with a child and know the mechanisms that get them to concentrate for more than three minutes at a time. Oh, it turns out they went to college to learn this shit. <laughs> and that me, who's just wandered into the room and said, "Sit down there and do that. Don't get up for the next ten minutes." That that doesn't work quite as well. Yeah. I always wondered about those people who complained about um, whatever job it was in the public sector. Like, there wasn't a secret convention. It wasn't, you know, you needed to have half a green eye and half a, a brown eye to get into it. The selection criteria was you apply and you can do it if you want to do it, um, so long as you meet the selection criteria. It wasn't, it wasn't a great mystery. It was like, well, what if you think it's that fucking easy, go and do it. Hmm. It's like, as opposed to bitching about it the whole time. But at least um, maybe, maybe that's one of the changes that comes in life. Our, our, uh, our public services are revered for being the people who built our republic and who maintain it and keep it going, as opposed to uh, a leech on society, which is kind of how they were painted for a couple of generations there. It's all got a bit political, Indeed. isn't it? Perhaps. <clears throat> um, one, one final thing, and it's, 
I found it, it, it just triggered a memory of it when Nathan was talking about losing the head when the lads wouldn't eat their dinner. I found if you literally tell yourself not to lose the rag, it will result in you not losing the rag. And it started on Sunday when I absolutely fired every single toy I had out of my ginormous pram. And I had to take a step back. It was also witnessed by a couple of members of the public. And I had to take a step back and go, okay, like this is not good. You cannot be losing your temper in this way. And since then, I, that night, I went to bed that night and I sent myself an email saying, do not fight with my eldest guy. Do not fight with him today. So when I, first thing I did the next morning, I usually check my emails. There it was. Do not fight with him today. And I got through that day without any rows, even though he probably looked to engage in one or two over the course of the day. But when I feel the temperature <laughs> rising, I literally tell myself, do not lose the rag. Do not lose the rag. And take a deep breath. And by Tuesday, I was saying it under my breath. So my lips were moving, but he wasn't able to hear anything. But he was asking me, sir, what are you saying there? What is it you're saying? But it definitely worked. And it's continued to work all week. I've been an ocean of serenity when the temperature is reaching boiling point for the last five days. If any dads are out there and they're really struggling to keep a lid on it, try it. That's the name of this episode, Dave. Do not lose the rag. Um, how, like, so, first off, explain to us the embarrassing way that you lost your temper. Oh, I in can't. So that oh, I sauce. can't. No, it's like, if uh, my wife was there, she was horrified enough that there were a couple of people that saw it. And, it, and I'm sure she wouldn't want me telling the nation as well what I did. But, and I was. I know, but your wife's not here, Dave. We, we'll never tell her. Don't worry. <laughs> I was, I was kind she has a camera of set the, up in that, in that room, though. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of in the wrong as well. And that uh, I, I, I thought my eldest had done something that he probably hadn't. And, oh. <laughs> and uh, let's just say there was a scooter that was thrown over a fence. <laughs> <laughs> what? Sorry, what? Oh, God. And then, I know. Oh, wow. And then when the reality of the situation became clear, I was obviously... <laughs> in completely in the wrong the entire family were just looking at me like they were rather i never return to the house again and i had to climb over the fence and retreat <laughs> <laughs> and it was only then that i turned around and saw a couple getting into their car looking at me as if you are just the worst father in the plan in, in the world right now how could you treat your beautiful five-year-old in such a way I'd say, um, to be fair, look, there's nobody judging you at the minute, Dave. Everyone's giving you a, bit of, <laughs> a little bit of leeway. Where, if, where did the smoothie end up? Where did what? The smoothie end up. Oh, scooter. Oh, scooter. I thought you said smoothie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where, and, sorry, where, where did the scooter end up? Yeah, over the railing in the park. Okay. There was nobody on the other side of the railing, was there? No, no. Okay. Um, but it, was a good, it turns out it was a good thing because that night I sent the email. And the next two nights after that, I sent the email. So it's there for me in my inbox first thing in the morning. And so it sets this, this tone for the day, walking down the stairs with that message in your mind. And I've become far more tolerant of their little outbursts. And when yeah. you try and prepare something that they then refuse to engage in, 
Um, even this, the second day of it, he simply had to go to his room because he just did something that was not good enough. And I just didn't even open my mouth. I looked at him and I just pointed to his room. I didn't say anything. And so he was sent to his room without me having a fight and breaking the message in the email. Well, that's pretty good. Well, we're trying. What's happened to Adrian? I, 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 I think uh, he's probably gone back to do his, his day job. I'm I, 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 I you're still here, but uh, not not in. Yeah, um, I'm getting I'm getting a call elsewhere. Can I just jump out? Can I just bounce out of this now? Is that you it? can. No, I'm yeah, gonna, yeah. I'm going to remove you here. I'm going to remove you. Right. Yeah. Good luck. The, More the, parenting. The power week. of the the host. Um. So I had a not entirely dissimilar situation. Um. Somebody. So we we bumped into somebody when we were out on our uh, our walk and did our social distancing thing, and they recommended a local park to us. And um, sure enough, the next day we went down to that local park, and. There was an incident where uh, somebody stormed off and uh, was just generally being a bit mean to the other siblings. And I went like after, going, rah, 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 rah. and uh, <laughs> always and, helpful. And they were they were uh, standing beside a like with their back to me um, at a wall, and then five yards from where she was standing, the person who had recommended that we go to the park walked past and went, oh, hi. Uh, I recognize that hat. And I'm mid, ah, and I'm like, hello. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Caught ranting at your own children by people who, you know, up until that point, I thought you were perfectly rational and sane. <laughs> and you're, you're, you're just not. You're just like completely irrational about it. It turns out nothing. That's the thing. It turns out none of this yeah. stuff is actually important. You're getting angry about nothing. If you could just step back and look at yourself going, why do you give a shit that they don't do this one thing that you told them to do that actually, you know, if you were told to do that one thing by somebody else, you're going to, oh, I'm not doing that. Why would I do that? That's a stupid idea. I'm doing my own thing here and I'm busy. Can't you see I've got my own world that you're just interfering, interfering with now for no reason? So what is it? Uh, do not lose the rag. Do not lose the rag. Yeah. It's, it's like just, a mantra, Dave. It is. Mm. It's just, well, it's like a place kicker standing over a ball, like saying whatever little phrase he or she needs to hear in their mind at that moment in order to keep themselves in that moment and in the zone. So whether it's just like, you know, <clears throat> what was your, what was the movie, the paper, Patriot with Mel Gibson, aim small, miss small. Is that what it was? Something that you just whisper to yourself, do not lose the rag. Even when all hell is unfolding, do not lose the rag, do not lose the rag. And it buys you two seconds to take a breath and speak calmly to, because no child, is ever calmed down by an adult roaring in their face. No, it's the opposite, isn't it? Yeah, it just riles like, them even more. Yeah, and here's the thing. They're, they're now at a stage in an age of life where they're going to remember what your temperament was like mm. as, as how it is now. Like, this, this is the formative years where they're like, yeah, my parents were a bit angry, actually. They yeah. spent a lot of time being angry at me, and I'm not really sure why. I must have been a very, you know, I must have got into a lot of trouble. But actually, you know, they're all really good kids. Yeah, I do worry about this. that. I worry that in 10 years' time, they'll, re they'll remember me as being an angry person. Yeah. There is a fear for me that that may transpire. So it's definitely something I have to be cognizant of every day. It might be true. Like, that's <laughs> that the I thing. am an angry person. Well, yeah, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, like, I mean it for all of us, really. Like, to, to what you're describing, Nathan, exactly what I'm describing. These aren't, this doesn't happen like once a year, you know, this, um, every day. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, 
I, I mean, I don't know. I guess it is actually anger management issues uh, when it comes well, to... Well, I guess that's what I'm literally doing. I am managing my anger these past few days. And I'd say, Nathan, you're right. I'd say in the, in the days before the scooter incident, we don't, we'll call it scooter gate. Um, I'd say it was a daily occurrence. I'd say I was blowing my top certainly once every 36 hours. And uh, I, it hasn't happened once now in five days. Wow. So I'm literally managing my anger. And I, would, I, I just do not want them when they're teenagers to remember me as someone that like, yeah, clearly loved them to bits and did an awful lot with them, but was given out a lot and got angry a lot and annoyed yeah, and irritated a lot. The repercussions are really serious because if, if, cause imagine they will do stuff in their teenage years which are mistakes and uh, if your response or if they think that your response is going to be to blow your top every time, well then they're not going to tell you what they did yeah. and so they're going to get even deeper into trouble as opposed to like coming to you and saying this situation occurred, I did this thing and you could calmly say, well actually I have a fairly similar story in my background or have you thought about maybe taking one of these two options here, this might help you to overcome that as opposed to bottling it up, keeping it inside and then uh, it becomes much worse. So like this is really where you lay the groundwork and um, look, maybe this Unfortunately, whole thing is an that, opportunity. That already happens in some ways. Like if one of them has an accident, um, you know, a, a toilet based accident, I, I do, certainly the older guy, I do suspect fears telling me. It probably goes back to the toilet training days where you constant were so, anger. Well, you it was that you were so proud and pleased with any progress that when there was a couple of steps taken backwards that you pro I probably didn't react the right way. And I'd say it goes back to those days. So there'd be the odd time I might see one or one of them sneaking around and it's because they don't want to tell me that, you know, something is something has taken place. And it's def I have to watch that. I have to mind that because if they're not willing to tell me if a tiny bit of wee has come out, they're definitely yeah. not going to be willing to tell me that, like, you know, they've been... They bought a bash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Our worst got caught. Yeah, yeah, and have been arrested. Yeah, That escalated well. quickly. <laughs> <laughs> right, i got to go. Right. All right. Another dadcast. Another dadcast is in the books. If anybody wants to get involved, dadcast at offtheball.com. You can uh, get us on Twitter at dadcastpod. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Leave a review on iTunes if you can. That really helps. And we'll also uh, read out the reviews in the next couple of weeks. See you next week. Dadpod. Well, this is a video sure thing as well. What have a name? Podcast. Or midlife crisis. Howdy daddy. Mm. Midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> dadcast. That's not bad, actually, yeah.